hello, hello out there. Welcome. Here's my question for you today. How many times have you walked away from a conversation frustrated, angry, feeling disrespected, feeling unheard? If you're like me, that's happened more times than you care to admit or that you even want to count. So today on the Coffee with Rhonda show, we're going to talk about what we can do to change that. We're going to talk about helping to make you a more effective, assertive communicator. So are you ready to learn to lead above the grind? everyone. Welcome to the Coffee with Rhonda show. I'm going to bring our panel up and I am really excited about our conversation today. So we are going to really dive into some communication. So before we do, we've got a couple of housekeeping things that we want to cover with you. So this is episode 56 of the Coffee with Rhonda show. And today's uh, topic is communication mastery. It's really about mastering the art of effective, assertive communication. Today, as we go through, we're going to have a great conversation. So we're going to get rid of all the ambiguity and all of the frustration that you often feel walking away from those unfulfilling conversations. Before we do that, just a few little housekeeping items. First, tell us where you're watching from out there and tell us what's in your cup. I also would love for you to go over to our YouTube channel and hit the subscribe button. Like and share the video and comment, 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 because your comments power our conversation. We love to hear your thoughts around the topics as we cover them. Also, I love to shout out our new subscribers. So if you subscribe, you might just get shout out, a shout out on the next show. My name is Rhonda Y. Williams, and I'm your host for the show. I am known as an R-Soul, or what I call a recovering stressed out leader. Today, <laughs> I am an elite leadership coach, and I help organizations and leaders decide it is time to stop the madness and learn to lead above the grind. Today in my cup, I was sharing backstage with uh, Paulette that I was drinking this amazing tea from Passport Coffee, I think is what it's called. So if you wanna go check it out, they have amazing blends of tea. And my tea today is Autumn Spice. So uh, we're gonna go ahead and introduce our guest that's joining us today. And we are so excited to have you now. If you see some folks coming in and out, we have some of our co-hosts that are gonna be joining us and a little bit in and out as they're working, et cetera. So you know how we do it at the coffee table. We just keep the flow moving. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Uh, Paulette, Dr. Dale, we are so excited to have you here. Tell us a little bit about you and then tell us what you have in your cup. Okay. Hi, I'm excited to be here too. And thank you so much for inviting me to participate. I'm passionate. I'm a retired college professor having taught for 35 years and traveled all over the world as a consultant for the United States State Department, uh, conducting workshops on the methodology of teaching English as a second language. I'm passionate about empowering women to help them empower themselves. No one can empower you. You have to empower yourselves. But we all can benefit from some tips and tricks and advice on how to do that. So that's my biggest passion. And I recently wrote a book called Did You Say Something, Susan, which I will help you do just that. So let me tell you about, first of all, let me show you my cup. Oh, this is a photo of me with my son on his wedding day. 
So my son, isn't that pretty? <laughs> it's adorable. So I love the cup. And then of course it has my name on it somewhere. Um, what's in it is not quite as interesting as what's in Rhonda's. It's just plain old generic iced coffee. Um, it's I'm in South Florida. It's very hot. It's 90 degrees and humid outside. So it's not quite hot chocolate or hot tea or hot coffee weather yet. So iced coffee for me. Thanks, Rhonda. Back to you. All right. Fantastic. Well, uh, when Rhonda's is back and available, we're going to let her introduce herself as well. Uh, uh oh, there she is. Y'all know Roz may be working and on the move, but we just love her. Hey, Roz, good morning. Good morning. I'm Roz Jones, the CEO and owner of Jacksonville's Best Caregivers, where we provide four levels of specialized care to your loved one. And that's what I'm doing now to a loved one. Okay. Sitter, homemaker, companion, home health aide, and certified nursing assistant. When you can't do it all, you give us a call. And thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Awesome. Fantastic. All right. So um, before we go into things, I want to say good morning. Regina's out there. She said, good morning, ladies. This is morning. Regina from Texas. Good morning. Uh, I have delicious coffee in my cup. And then Cindy is out there. Cindy's my mom, Paulette. And oh, hi, Cindy. <laughs> hey, mom. And mom says, good morning, uh, panel and guests. Looking forward to another great show. Fantastic. And I'm really excited about today's show. I want to start with a quote to just sort of um, set the table a little bit around communication. So let's take a look at this quote. Times because we speak or because someone else speaks, we think communication has taken place. Communication is actually bidirectional. And so I want to just sort of set the tables there about our goals of being more effective, consistent, deliberate, intentional, and confident communicators. So let's talk about that a little bit. And I want to begin by uh, asking you, Paulette, about the three types of communication. So in your book, and listen, you all, she mentioned her book. This is her book. It's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. I'm not even joking about that. What I think is so amazing about the book is it is the exercises and the practice that you have in the book that allow us to work on these skills and to bring them into real life. As we think about the three types of communication, I'm gonna we're gonna talk about each of these so that as we move through the conversation, we are all on the same page with what we mean by these three types of communication. Here are the three types. In the book, you talk about these three types of communication: submissive, aggressive, assertive. Submissive, aggressive, assertive. My first question is. When I thought about the submissive communication, is that the same as passive communication? Uh, yes, pretty much it is. A submissive or a passive communicator conveys the message, I'm nothing, you're important. What I want doesn't matter. What you want is what counts. Uh, an aggressive communicator conveys the message, I'm important you're nothing. What I want is all that matters. What you want is doesn't matter in the least. And an assertive communicator conveys the message, I'm important and you're important. What I want counts, what I want matters, and what you want matters also. So those are the three messages. And if you like, I could give you a specific example that's that's fantastic. I love how you bring in the meanings behind yeah. when you communicate in certain ways. So before we do that, I want to say good morning to our other. Oh, hi, Ray. Hi, Hello, how are you? Fantastic. How are you? I love your hair. It's adorable. Thank you very oh, much. Beautiful. Just, uh... <laughs> I had to look closer. 
<laughs> it's it's really uh i had to think really a lot to go that light but it looks like it's it's working so that's really good thank you and i'm really happy to be here i'm going from one you know one platform to another and uh, so getting ready for the coffee and i have my cup here full of tea so that's uh, that's really good getting ready for uh, this conversation absolutely thank you marie for joining us and you know, we're talking about these types of communication and uh, a sub so paulette you said submissive communication and which is the same as a passive yes. communicator yes. says to the other person you're important and i'm not that's right wow mm -hmm. so so is an example of passive communication something where you might really not want to do something but you say okay yeah sure absolutely um, that's okay. exactly what it is so okay. for example oh a cigarette no, no. You, 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 yeah you're in a car with a friend and they say to you do you mind if i smoke and the cigarette smoke bothers you it makes your car smell you're allergic but you say, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. That's a submissive or passive communicator. Wow. So I can, um, so I'm thinking in my head about how many times mm -hmm. I've actually done that. Because do you think that we do that because we don't want to offend the other person? It's in, we're well-intentioned, Rhonda, but maybe misguided you know, or ill-advised, well-intentioned, but ill-advised. I think we want to be liked. We want to please the other person. We have, we don't want to offend and we have a misguided feeling that this is the way to be polite. And we don't realize we can still be polite and not offend by expressing our preference. For, for example, so, I don't want to offend my friend. I'm passive. Sure, go ahead and smoke. But an assertive response would be, you know, the cigarette smoke really bothers me. So I prefer that you don't smoke in my car. Thank you so much for asking me. But I'll tell you what, when you feel the need for a smoke, let me know. We'll find a place to stop. I'll pull over. You can have your smoke and then we'll be on our way. Win-win. Mm, I love that. I'm important. You're important. What I want counts and what you want counts. That's fantastic. So before we go on, so Cindy actually said that she has V8 in her cup this morning. Okay. D Powers is out there. Hello, D. Thanks for tuning in. And she says the book is essential. And uh, and Shauna says, I agree with you, Dee, that the book is essential. I agree for every woman out there, wherever you are in your life, whether you're experienced or not, I think this is a great addition to your library to have this book. Miss Roz, have you had the occasion? Do you tend to be more of an, I'm going to go do a round table of this and I want all of us to think about this. Do you tend to be more of a Submissive communicator, an aggressive communicator, or an assertive communicator. What do you think, Roz? I'm a combo. I'm B and C. I'm not submissive, honey, at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a combination of B and C. Mm -hmm. Exactly, because I'm not going to allow you to put me into a, a, a place to where I'm uncomfortable. You understand what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I I don't I, I don't want it in my life. Not at this point, maybe a, a long time ago, I used to be a little softer, which I can't remember. But for the most part, I have always been. <laughs> B and C, honey, I don't have a problem saying what I got to say. And I think when you do that, it shows people how to treat you. That's me talking. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm Ross Jones and I'm done speaking. Thank you, Roz. And I, I like that you're owning that. I don't have a problem saying, speaking up, and I don't want to be placed yeah, if, in if a you could bring me that bottle where, water uh -oh, for the table on, let me and a little bit of Gatorade. There we go. Uh, there we go. <laughs> I, I love that we own mm -hmm. where you are in this 
and the fact that you may have moved. The person mm -hmm. that I was some years ago is not the person that I am today. What about you, Marae? Would you say you are more a uh, submissive passive communicator, an assertive communicator, or an aggressive communicator, or a combination? I think I'm in a, a combination and, you know, there are situations where it's, you know, you just have to adopt a style. For example, I mean, I know that, you know, coming from an African background where patriarchal is very strong, there's a, I mean, I had to be passive, for example, with my dad. I couldn't because, you know, it, it was the culture. I couldn't actually, you know, elevate my voice or, you know, strongly state sometime what I was thinking. So I had to find a way, a passive way to, you know, to just sometimes just let it go to avoid any conflict or to avoid any sometimes, you know, getting grounded or something like that. So that's that's a case where you, you really, I mean, I really had to be a passive, listen, take it and then move on. But, uh, you know, in certain situations, especially professionally, um, yes, I started as a passive, you know, as passive communicator, but I just realized that if I really wanted to be where I, I, I envisioned myself to be, I had to be proactive, I had to be sometimes aggressive, especially working with men in a, in a male-dominated environment, I really had to state, you know, what I wanted and take the lead in, in the conversation. And I think that's, uh, that helped me a lot, you know, to, to get where I am right now. Hmm, that's really powerful. Mm -hmm. The cultural aspect of it is important. Yes. Mm -hmm. it, it, that really matters because you are expected to fit into those norm, normalized behaviors that is mm -hmm. established by the culture or mm -hmm. things can go very wrong when you don't yeah. do that. I, uh, two years ago, maybe I took a trip to Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. I had to fit into the culture. Yes. You don't go over and violate cultural practices yes. or norms because you believe there is a different way. That's right. Mm -hmm. Particularly when you're there for business and you are looking to have collaborative relationships. Yes. That's very important. I think in my past, I was a little more submissive of a communicator. Mm -hmm. I attributed to my introverted nature, just being very quiet and, and, and wanting to not offend anyone. And I would be very passive. Those days have pretty much gone. <laughs> Those days are pretty much gone. Now I say, okay, I'm too old to tolerate nonsense. And so I just need to say what I need to say, always being mindful of others in the process. Mm -hmm. Regina, Absolutely. Regina says, now that you mention it, I am definitely an aggressive speaker moving towards assertive. And I had right. to learn this. So let's talk about aggressive speaking. Give mm -hmm. us an example, Paulette, of what an aggressive response might sound like. Okay, let's go back to the cigarette example, right? Passive is sure, go ahead, smoke. The assertive, no, thank you for asking me. I'll stop what's important to you, mm -hmm. okay? Aggressive would be, that's a disgusting habit. How dare you ask me that? You know I'm allergic to cigarette smoke. What a dirty, filthy habit. There's no way I'm gonna let you smoke in my car. That's not necessary. You can put your foot down, get what you want, respect your own rights, not let anybody take advantage of you with the assertive response. It's win-win. So that would be an example of an aggressive response. She should be peeing. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> Hold on, let me. I got it. I got you, Ross. Got you covered. Okay. I love this show. I love this show. I love this show. <laughs> Never know what you're going to hear on this show. Anyway. So, so I'd like to say something about what Marae said that's very important about the three mm -hmm. styles. See, it's so, okay, I used to tell my students this. We have lots of outfits in our closet, right? Right, ladies? Mm -hmm. We don't want to wear the same outfit every day. And what's appropriate to wear to a wedding isn't going to be appropriate to wear to a 4th of July barbecue or to the beach. Mm -hmm. Cut-offs, a halter top, 
we would wear to a formal event. So we like to have a bunch of outfits to pick and choose for the most appropriate uh, attire for the occasion. So where that's my metaphor for we should be proficient with all the styles of communication. That way, see, the problem is some people only have one style. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're a hammer and if all they are is a hammer, then we know the expression. They see everybody as a nail. Mm-hmm. But we need tools. We need hammers for the right occasion. We need screwdrivers for the right occasion. So we, when people only have one style of communication, that's all they can use in every mm-hmm. single situation. So you pointed out something very important. We need to know what's the most appropriate in a given situation. Mm-hmm. I think exactly. what's important about that, and Lorraine, we'll bring you back in for your comments on that. I think what's important about that is being intentional about choosing the style mm-hmm. when it's appropriate, when it matters, and not just feeling right. like you are stuck in the style yes. or you have to do something. But I could choose to be, if I look at this situation and I say the best course of action is passive communication right now, Yes. then that's mm-hmm. completely okay. And I don't need to feel guilty about that. And Marae, you were going to add? Yeah, I think that you're right. I mean, it's, it has to be a choice because otherwise, you know, you you, you will not come up, come up natural and you're going to flit back to the style that, you know, you are used to. So you have to really be intentional about it so that you can easily articulate if you need to, to the person, because otherwise it's going to be very, very difficult. After a certain, you know, amount of exchange, you're going to flip back to the style that you know, if you are an aggressive person, it's going to come back because you're not prepared. You're not intentional. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to come back and, uh, and show up, you know, in, in the conversation and in the uh, exchange. See, the thing is choice, what you ladies are saying, Rhonda and mm-hmm. Emma Ray. If you don't know how to be assertive and you've mm-hmm. always been passive, then you deny yourself as a person. It's mm-hmm. not a choice that you're not responding, as it is in the case of Rhonda and what Murray had to say. If we're choosing a particular communication mode for a situation, we don't need to kick ourselves because we made the choice. We know mm-hmm. we could have been any other way, but too mm-hmm. many people are not assertive. They don't have the confidence to speak up for themselves. And they would like to, but they don't and they can't. So that's the thing. You know, not everything that triggers us deserves a response. And exactly. choosing, choosing not to respond in a situation is very different than being unable to respond. Back to I you. think that's really important. And Roz, let us know whenever you want to come into the conversation. Um, you can do that. I know that you're busy. Um, Taking care of. I, was a, to say that, I want to say about that non-responsive. <laughs> um, silence is also a way of communication. It's not oh, always yes. bad. That's Sometimes right. Sometimes silence is just allowing, for me, it, it, it allows me to regroup and to get my thoughts together. And then also too, body yes. communication is also plays a part in this too. So I wanna, I wanna you, know, you know, make people understand too that sometimes that our body language combined yes. with everything else is a way of communicating. So mm-hmm. silence can be a good thing. Body language also counts when you're communicating. I have I have a foul odor sometimes when I communicate. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> well, we're gonna help you with that today, Roz. That's what we're here for. It's all about, we, are all, we are all about that. So I'm gonna put you back on mute to make sure I, we don't hear anything. We're not I know I'm crazy. We're not supposed to hear. She's in the Uh-oh. Uh oh, we're surprised. But again, silence is a choice. If we yeah. choose to be silent, then that's assertive. If we're silent because we are afraid to speak up or we uh, we don't have the confidence to speak up, 
Well, that's no longer a choice and that's not mm -hmm. assertive, but silence is a perfectly valid assertive choice. And you know, sometimes being aggressive just feels so good, doesn't it? <laughs> sometimes it does. It does, yeah. <laughs> and I make that choice, and I know it's probably not going to turn out well. And you know what? It generally doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> that is the thing I wanted to talk about. Let's but talk about so good at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about aggressive communication okay. because before mm -hmm. we do that, so D said, is anyone else experiencing? technical issues. I think we seem to be rolling along okay, D. Hopefully any of that cleared up for you. Regina said, I now love the assertive way of communicating. And <laughs> I need this book, Paulette Dale. Well, it is out there on Amazon, Regina. You can go buy it. It is, did you say something, Susan? It's got this adorable co cover. Just okay. so when you are in the right place. Okay, so... <laughs> You're welcome. I, 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 yeah, I don't um I don't promote things I don't believe in. Thank and you. I have this book because I believe in you and I read the book and it just was amazing. Absolutely amazing. So I am now it is now in my library to recommend even to my clients. So thank, thank you, you for for writing it and giving us these tools. One of the things I want to talk about in a certain aggressive communication I rarely use aggressive communication. Okay. The reason I don't is because number one, I don't like when it's used with me. That's right. Definitely triggers me. Number two, I don't feel good after it. No, it you don't. It doesn't make, I, you might feel good in the moment for That's a hot 30 seconds. That's after right. After that, you feel like, what did I just do? That's right. And, and then I think, why did I do that? I should have done. So I don't, I don't like that after all of that mm -hmm. after play that happens when I use aggressive communication. So I tend to stay away from it consciously. Now, I want to be really clear that it's not that it doesn't go through my head. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that it doesn't go through my head. But it's not going through your mouth. That's it's good. It's <laughs> not coming out of my mouth. No, no. And there's that important point about intentionality. Yes. It's also that important piece about being human and allow yourself to feel and think, you know, if someone said something crazy to you, you might sit back and go, I can't believe, who did you just say? But <laughs> my response and what comes forward is going to be more assertive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it might be something like, I am, I am concerned about the way that you responded in this situation for this reason. Here's how I felt. Here's what I think it means. And I would like us to go back and revisit this conversation so that we can do whatever we need to do for the team or get the outcome that we want to achieve. But that's not what went through my head the first time. So I no. want to give everybody permission. Those things can go through your head and then you get to make the choice as to what comes out of your mouth. That's right. What went through your head may be you mean-spirited, jealous person. I wish I could just throw you off this team. Why don't you just leave right now? I don't even want to look at you. But that's maybe what goes through my head. But what comes out my mouth is is a clone of what you just said, Rhonda. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you're just tuning in, we want to say that you're watching the Coffee with Rhonda show with our wonderful co-host, Roz Jones, Marae Tulakima, and our special guest Thank today you. is Dr. Paulette Thank Dale. You. And if you have not been out to our YouTube channel to subscribe, please take a moment to do that because there's amazing content on that channel for leaders. Let's continue with our conversation okay. because I, I think that there are a couple of things. As I was thinking about this, Assertive communication doesn't just happen. I feel like there are a few things that need to be present in order to mm -hmm. be that effective, assertive communicator. What came to mind? And then you can add or comment on any of these for both uh, Paulette and Murray and Roz as well. Confidence, clarity, uh, understanding of your own values. Yes. And a desired outcome. What what is it you want to happen from this situation should guide in my new um, leadership online management, online coaching and mentoring uh, program. One of the things I talk about is outcomes based communication. What mm -hmm. is the outcome you are looking for? 
and then communicating to that end. When I was a chief nursing officer, I knew how to communicate with people if I wanted them to resign. <laughs> and, I, and I didn't want to actually say the words, you know, hey, you're terminated or you're fired or whatever. I knew how to communicate that message without ever saying the words, but the person would leave my office thinking, it is time for me to go look for another job. <laughs> That's outcomes-based communication. The other person that would come into the office was someone I knew had great potential, great skill set, and I wanted to lift them and coach them because I felt they had potential. My communication in that respect was very different. I was communicating in a way that was very supportive and guiding and that sort of. So there is a way that we communicate. So Paulette, do you agree that those confidence, clarity, values are important for us to be able to be effective communicators? No. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Only wait. <laughs> Three of the four to start. Yes. Clarity, knowing your outcome, what you want to achieve, and values. I have to tell you, confidence is not necessary at first. Got it. You do not need to be confident to be assertive. Assertiveness is a skill. The confidence will come later. And that's the problem. If we wait for those people who don't feel the confidence to speak up, who are always afraid of someone else's opinion, uh, they just don't feel confident asking a question at a meeting, for example. They don't feel confident saying no to an inconvenient or an unreasonable request. Do it anyway. The confidence will come. Mm -hmm. So, didn't mean Got to scare it. you. And every psychological study shows confidence comes by doing. Doing. Mm -hmm. Don't have it first. And when we see that the reward is greater than the sacrifice, because we will feel uncomfortable if we're not used to using this. But, but the clarity is something that you don't need confidence to have. Mm -hmm. And values, your own personal values, you don't need confidence to have. And knowing what you want to achieve or what your outcome is going to be, you don't need the confidence to have. Do it anyway. It's it's the act as if, and every psychologist will tell you, and there's a vast body of sociological and psychological research that if you want to have quality, act as if you already have it. And that's the confidence part. And the mm -hmm. confidence will come. And as Rhonda has said online, and I've adopted this, I think she knows I'm about to quote her, confidence <laughs> is is an internal renewable resource. It never uses up. It's like a muscle. The more we mm -hmm. use it, the stronger it becomes. It's an internal renewable resource. So I hope I didn't scare you too much when I said I didn't agree. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm happy, I'm happy to, to, to know that you, know, you have to do it because I'm a doer. So I'm just going right. to do it. And then whatever happens, I'll learn, and I'll learn the in the process. Come. So ladies, exactly. gentlemen, don't think you have to have, oh, I'll become assertive when I feel confident. No, no, no. Become assertive the confidence will come. You will like what you reap by being assertive, and then you will want to do more of what gets you those positive feelings. Hmm. And because it is a skill. It's a skill. It's a skill. So we have the opportunity to develop it just That's like we would any other skill. So Marae, what do you think in terms of the outcomes-based communication uh, I was talking about earlier and how do you think that plays into how you determine which of these responses you're going to give, whether your response is going to be submissive, aggressive, or, or assertive? I think it can be tricky for the outcome because you have to take into account, you know, the person that you're communicating with. And that's, you know, I, that's where the environment, it's very important because, you know, um, I'll, I'll give you an example. I was going to, uh, I was, it was back, you know, in Gabon. I was going to renew my identity card. 
and you come and the person doesn't even want to talk to you. You ask questions and they, that's their job, but they don't want to do it. So you have to, you know, find a way to go through it, to get this service. And I think that's where, you know, you have to be assertive to be able to understand the, yes. the mindset of the person and get to where you want to be. And that's that's the difficulty yeah. in all of that. And 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 I think yes, there's you know you have this outcome, but you also have to look at you know what are the barriers that you're facing in front of you, mm -hmm. and and choose the right style that's uh, that is going to bring you to where you want to be, and uh, and that's uh, that's that's the key thing in being assertive, because then you know when yes you have the outcome, but you also need to understand where this person is you know, with the mindset and how the person is communicating as well. So there's two aspects in this. I think that's so important. Well said. Oh, that, that's really good, uh, Marae, because yes. what happens, I think, if we are only looking through our lens, yes. mm -hmm. we only see our perspective, and then often we are delivering an interaction that is me focused it's it's mm -hmm. only on me without understanding the other person and it's hard to really get what you want and to get to that win-win without mm -hmm. considering the other person i think mm -hmm. that's a really important yes. point. so think thank you for for bringing mm -hmm. that forward absolutely paula one of the things that you talk about in your book is you talk about speech patterns and habits yes let's talk a little bit about how we can potentially diminish our own credibility and damage our own assertiveness by using habits of speech that don't serve us well. All right, well, one thing to start is what Roz said earlier about body language and nonverbal. We diminish ourselves if we look timid, we look down, we, we have mannerisms, we, we don't look confident. Again, we might not feel confident, but let's look confident. Eye contact, pleasant look on your face. So that's, that's one thing. Poor body language uh, can certainly diminish mm -hmm. our impact. And then the tendency for so many women to use disclaimers when they speak. Uh, I know I'm not an expert, but, or, well, uh, this might be a stupid idea, but ideas or make a suggestion. What these disclaimers do is they kill a good idea before it's even born and diminishes us. Uh, another habit that women do, I just did a post on LinkedIn about this and it's gotten a thousand views in just a few hours and lots of comments is the tendency for women all around the world. There are a lot of reactions from women in Australia and from England and Canada and everywhere to apologize unnecessarily. We're always saying, oh, uh, I'm sorry, I have a question. What's this I'm sorry business? Oh, excuse me, I have a question. Or I need to speak with my manager and knock on the door. Oh, I'm sorry to bother you, but oh, what do you mean you're sorry? Excuse me, I have something important to discuss. Is this a good time to talk? I mean, we can't assume that it's a good time to chat with us just because we knock on the door and need to speak at that minute. But we say, is this, or is this a convenient time to talk? What is this I'm sorry business? So that's something, please, ladies, unless you step on my toe, <laughs> then you could say you're sorry. But unless you step on my toe, please lose, I'm sorry. So we diminish our speech that way. We also diminish our speech by the tendency to use up talk. Up talk is when we make a declarative sentence sound like a question. Uh, I have a good idea. Well, do you or don't you? <laughs> Are you asking me or telling me? How much, how much credence or credibility, how comfortable would you feel with your doctor if he or she were to say to you, you know, your wrist is broken. It's not sprained. I need to operate. I mean, I'd be running the other way. <laughs> 
<laughs> if you're negotiating and someone asks you, well, how much are you selling your used car for? And you say $10,000, they know you can be bargained down. You don't sound sure. You're not speaking with conviction. So those are three off the top of my head. Uh, body language, confident, assertive body language, eye contact, avoiding disclaimers, avoiding unnecessary apologizing and avoiding uptalk or mm -hmm. or actually four good ones to begin with. Wow. Yeah. Marae, you want to jump in on this? Yeah, and I will add the nodding. I think a lot of, you know, women, especially in meetings, they're like always nodding on everything. And, uh, and, and basically, you know, you don't, you don't actually communicate something that is, you know, um, personal to you because you're always nodding to everybody and to everything. So it's, uh, it's kind of annoying and it's, uh, it's, it's considered in a way very passive and not, not really, you know, assertive in a way. So I've, I've seen that a lot. I love that. Great examples. The other one that comes to mind is using words like just. Yes. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to. <laughs> well, or I'm just a nurse. I'm not a doctor. I'm just, yeah. or I'm just the secretary. What's this just business? The whole office would fall apart without you. The doctors mm -hmm. wouldn't be able to do their job without you. What's this just I'm exactly just is, is another very minimizing word. Mm -hmm. And I, you, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, if you're out there listening, why don't you just share with us, what are some things that you've seen that could potentially diminish uh, credibility yes. and reduce your level of effective communication? We've talked about a few here, particularly body language is a huge one. The apologies is also big, particularly for women. We do yes. like to apologize for everything. everything. One of my favorites is, I'm so sorry, I missed your call. Like, are you just watching the phone going, I'm gonna miss this call. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different situation. If you're busy handling life, handling whatever you need to handle, there's no need to apologize. Are you actually sorry that you're working or that you have a business? Exactly. I, I don't understand that one. I hear quite a bit. And, and um, D Powers had commented on my post. I believe D is tuned in, and she gave a great example. Instead of saying, "Let's let's say you were late to a call." or you were supposed to call somebody back at 10 and it's 10, 15. Instead of saying, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm late, or I'm sorry, I was delayed 10 minutes, say, thank you for your patience. Mm. Okay, so thank you goes so much. So that was a great suggestion, Dee, so thank you for that. But thank you goes so much further than saying I'm sorry, or thank mm. you for waiting. Mm -hmm. Regina, Regina said, I always say I'm not a doctor and then give a healthy tip on my page, right? LOL. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think these, these types of conversations are important because exactly. on some level we may be aware, but we really may not be doing these things fully consciously. That's and right. No. When mm -hmm. it's brought to your attention, then you have the opportunity to make the adjustment um, and to do something different. Oftentimes when we talk about body language, one that comes to mind for me is the incongruence with your body language and your words. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that potentially reduces your effectiveness People often believe what they see. That's right. If they are not seeing something that matches what's coming out of your mouth, they will not believe you. And then you have a credibility issue. And so we want to be clear that if we are saying we are confident and we can do this, that we look like that. We are uptight. uptight we're making eye contact. If we are frustrated and upset, it's okay to say so. Mm -hmm. If someone says to you, are you angry? And you go, no, I'm not angry. You're probably <laughs> angry. And you know what? It's something like my mom used to tell me, are you happy? Yeah, I'm happy. She'd say, well, tell that to your face. 
<laughs> no. I'm not angry. Really, tell your face. <laughs> I said that to my son one day because we were out somewhere. We were all having a great time, at least we thought. And we're laughing and having a good time. And we turn around and look at my one son and he's like this. Are you having a good time? Are you having a good time? Yeah. Tell your face. Tell your face because it doesn't know. You know, in fact, this is very old advice. William Shakespeare goes back mm -hmm. to the time of Shakespeare once said that every person gives two speeches at the same time, the one that's seen and the one that's heard. And our words and body language need to be in sync if we want the real message to get through, because people are more influenced by what they see than what they hear. Mm, that's really powerful. I think that's absolutely true. I want to touch on one more, uh, see if we have time to go through one more piece of this, and that is how to say no. You do mm. a great job in your book of talking about saying no and giving different examples and walking through different exercises. Saying no is so important, but how you say no is, I think, equally as important as the no itself. Again, outcomes based. What do you what do you want to take away from this situation? I can say no and completely damage a relationship if I don't care about it and I'm not mindful. But if that's not my goal, then I want to say no in a way that honors me and, and my the other person. And the other person. So what what do you um, suggest around saying no? I suggest there's so many different ways to say no and so many different strategies, which are all outlined in the book. But for purposes of brevity, my favorite is the sandwich approach. Top layer of bread, the meat, and then the bottom layer of bread. So someone asks an inconvenient request. Will you chair the United Way? Your, your manager says to you, will you chair the United Way or the charity uh, campaign again this year. Now this takes hours and hours of time for, for the company, you know, for the fourth year in a row. Well, the top piece of the sandwich, show appreciation for having been asked. Thank you so much for asking me. I appreciate that, that uh, you have the confidence in me to do it. I must decline. I have absolutely too much on my plate right now. So there's no way I can do it this year. Bottom layer appreciation. But again, thank you so much for thinking of me. That means a lot. Hmm. So appreciation, the me, the no, and the bottom layer is appreciation. And stick to the no. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Paulette, my cousin, who's a deadbeat, uh, never pays back anything you give her. You know, Oh, I really need $200. Can you loan me $200? Thank you so much for thinking of me and coming to me. I'm not in a position to loan anyone any money at this time. Uh, so again, though, thank you for asking me. Mm -hmm. I mean, what can the person say? So appreciation saying, and that people who are really reticent about saying no, who want to be people pleasers, they find that really helps them to say no. Much more easily. Appreciation. Say your no and express appreciation. And I love that. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And they walk around scratching their head like, gee, that's the nicest no I ever got. What just happened to you? I tend to just say no, but I think this one. Why not? You know, they, I know when they come back, even when you say no. So now. Aggressive becomes assertive with a few more pleases and thank yous thrown in. And it does not diminish your message when you stick to it. I did want to say something very important because Rhonda's platform is stress-free leadership. Stress-free. And I would be very remiss if I didn't bring in the world-renowned Mayo Clinic. You all find the, the advice of the Mayo Clinic as credible as, as from any medical institution on the planet, I would imagine. And the Mayo Clinic has a whole segment on its website on assertive communication.
And the Mayo Clinic calls assertive communication the healthiest communication lifestyle. Mm. The Mayo Clinic asserts that by being an assertive communicator, you reduce your blood pressure, you reduce stress. I printed, I printed out, I don't want to miss anything. You reduce the tendency to have feelings of inner conflict, which causes stress, resentment, seething anger, feelings of being a victim, and even a desire for revenge. So by being assertive, we can eliminate the, this type of inner conflict. And I thought, so it just has medical and health advantages for reducing stress. So I thought Rhonda should be aware of that since she's the consummate stress-free leader. <laughs> And self-care, Rhonda advocates self-care, which of course is important. And I got to tell you, the Mayo Clinic basically says that a big form of self-care is learning the techniques and skills involved in assertive communication. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. Marae? No, I'm just, you know, I'm just wow, because these are things that we don't take into account. And yet, you know, we are affected by it. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and and I think it's important that people yes. know about it because uh, sometimes we, we just feel so stressed for, and we don't really know why. Yes. And yet, you know, those are, you know, uh, reasons, you know, and mm -hmm. because I know for, for people just to say no, they torture themselves. They, torture they go, them. you know, they don't, they don't sleep. They say, okay, how, yes. what, am I, what reason am I going to give for, to say no to this person? And it's a lot of stress, you know, a lot of stress for them to just come and say no. It's, uh, it's a lot battle. of stress. Yeah. It is, you know, and mm -hmm. what's interesting about that, and thank you, Paulette, for sharing that, because I, that is amazing uh, information for mm -hmm. all of us to know mm -hmm. how our communication impacts our stress. Yes. A part of how I got to be the stress-free leader is just that, is mm -hmm. owning my communication and recognizing yes. that, this quote, I'm going to put it up because I think this is the perfect time for it. Uh -huh. Can make you feel inferior without your consent. That's mm -hmm. a quote by Eleanor Roosevelt. When yep. I began to really own and realize that, it changed everything for me. Mm -hmm. I said to myself, why are you stressed? You said yes. Mm -hmm. You didn't speak up. All of these things came back to me. It really was never anyone else. As much as I tried to point the finger at everyone else, it always came back to me. And, mm -hmm. and my favorite term, and uh, I use this with my clients quite a bit, is hashtag it's always you. <laughs> That's right. Hashtag it's always you. It's not a term of blame or shame. No. no. That's a term of empowerment. Yes. If it's mm -hmm. you, you get to own it. You get to take responsibility. You are the one communicating. You are the one staying silent. You are the one saying yes when you should be yes. saying no. You are the one working You're late hours. You're the one texting at 9 p.m. when you should be spending family time. You are the ones doing that. So if you are doing it, then you can own the fix for it. So I, I really love um, how our communication has such a great impact on everything around us. So I can't believe it is almost that time. And we've got a comment out there. Let's see. Regina said, LOL, when you know someone is going to freak out, you can be afraid to say not to say no anymore. Thanks, Paulette. Not anymore. So, <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> be afraid, right? You are the one that needs to own that. So it's it's, it's a thing. Just because mm. you say no and someone gets angry with you doesn't mean that you shouldn't have said no. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. That's a myth. That's right. And I think that's the problem. We, we want right. to take ownership of the reaction of somebody else. That's right. Doesn't mean and you should have said yeah. yes. When you say no and someone gets annoyed with you or disappointed in you or angry with you, it doesn't mean you should have said yes. Mm -hmm. well, the way that I like to, to present this to folks as I'm doing my leadership coaching work is here's what you own. You own your delivery. Mm -hmm. You own your delivery and you own understanding who you're yes. talking to. 
the no that I give to my four-year-old grandson might be very different than a no that I give to a colleague at the mm -hmm. office that I need to work every day with. Mm -hmm. I need to know the difference between those audiences and I need to own my delivery. Now, if I'm owning my delivery, I am intentional in my approach. I convey my message clearly. I am using empathy where appropriate. And I'm using the, the sandwich approach and technique okay. where I can bring that in and they get angry. I don't own that. That's theirs to own. But if I am assertive and a really aggressive, no, and I just say, what are you thinking? Why are you asking me this? How dare you not give me enough time? Uh, yeah, they're going to get angry. And I partly own that. Mm -hmm. So, all right. I cannot believe uh, that time is going by. So let's hold up our cups and take our coffee shot. Oh, oh. got it. Thank you. And then we are going to go into our final segment. So when we come uh, off of the other side of this quick little intro, we're going to talk about what we're taking away from today's conversation. What would you like folks to leave this conversation uh, knowing or owning uh, just on the other side of this? All right. So as we wrap up, what's in your cup? Today's conversation has put something in your cup that we want to leave with others. We want to share with others. So let's start with you, Marae. We'll share what you're taking away from this and putting in your cup. We'll come to you after, uh, Paulette. Be sure to share how folks can connect with you and where they can buy your book as well. Marae? Mm -hmm. Oh, there's so much. I mean, um, I really enjoy this conversation. Okay. But I think for me, uh, the important thing is to be intentional, you know, yes. being intentional and understand the power that we have in the delivery, because that's that's really what's going to make, you know, an impact. And uh, there's, there are other things, but I think that's the key thing. Understand that we have the control, we have the power. And then when we have the intention, we, we can't get wrong and uh, and really forget about the uh, how people are going to react, you know, especially when it comes to say no. And I think that's a, an important message for me. Fantastic. Thank you. Before you go, Paulette, I want to bring in uh, Jackie's comment. Jackie said dealing with lazy coworkers. <laughs> so, so Jackie, are you saying that's a source of frustration? Are you asking us how you can do that in an assertive way? Um, clarify that a little bit and we'll circle back if you share that. Uh, we'll circle back and try to help answer that question. And if anyone else has a question, please type it in the comments and let us know. We're happy to um, share with our panel here today. So uh, Dr. Dale, Thank you for being here. Tell us a little bit about what you want folks to leave this conversation with and then how they can reach you. Okay. I want you to leave the conversation with the realistic knowledge that assertive communication doesn't always work, but nothing always work works. What assertive communication does, however, it always leaves you feeling better about yourself. So that's major. So you may be assertive and it might not work. The other person's values and agenda may just not align with yours. And as Murray and Rhonda pointed out, we have no control over other people's behaviors. We only have control over our own. And we can't make someone see reason when they're unreasonable. And we can't make someone be logical when they're illogical. But by being assertive, we've made the effort. We don't deny ourselves as people. We maintain our own self-respect and we always leave feeling better about ourselves. My email is pwdale, my last name, D-A-L-E, at aol.com, pwdale at aol.com. And please connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, you could find me under my name, Paulette Dale, and my hashtag on LinkedIn, where you will see 
the whole repertoire of my posts and tips on assertive communication for women is hashtag and the title of my book. So it's hashtag, did you say something, Susan? All one word. So please connect with me. I will respond to your messages, your direct messages, uh, whenever you contact me. So thank you so much for listening. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being here. A couple of closing comments. Uh, we had uh, Cynthia. Hey, Cynthia, great to see you. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for this Saturday morning communication education. And uh, and Shauna said, thank you for opening up this needed discussion. Happy Saturday. Growing from submissive, passive to assertive <laughs> communicator. We are so glad to be a part of your journey. You know, I think a part of what I'm taking away from this conversation is it's up to us. Yes, we up to us. Choose, we get to choose what we want to allow into our space. Right. We get to choose, choose what we're going to accept and not accept. We get to choose that we want to teach people how to treat us. We want to show our brilliance and our excellence yep. and our skill set. And in order to effectively do that, communication is a huge, huge part of it. So, all right, Jackie came <laughs> back and responded. So before we go, Jackie says, how to not hurt their feelings by telling them they're lazy. Probably don't tell them they're lazy, Jackie, but anyway, very direct and assertive not to use my dishes if you're not going to watch them. I'm on the verge of sending everyone an email right now. Out. <laughs> no, Jackie, hold on. Don't send, don't send the email yet. Don't send it. Or if you're, if you're going to send an email, why not use the sandwich technique? Why not exactly. use the technique that was shared with us today? And that's why we share those techniques so that we can keep us all, all of ourselves out of hot water. And, and, and Dr. Dale, how would you respond to Jackie? Okay, well, about the dishes. Instead of using the negative, don't do this if you don't do that. Please be sure to wash my dishes after you use them. Much appreciated or I'll count on you washing my dishes after you use them, okay? Very nice. So let, let's set it positively. And then if they continue not to, well, then you've been assertive, it didn't work, and it's time to say, I would ask you to no longer use my dishes as you would prefer not to wash them. Or if you prefer not to wash dishes at my dishes after you use them, I'd appreciate you using paper plates. <laughs> Here, here's oh, bringing you on. Oh, bring you on. <laughs> but otherwise, I thank you for washing my dishes after you use them. How's that? I love that. It's assertive. Love that. It's polite. It's respectful. You're not okay. So I hope that works, Jackie. And Jackie, I wouldn't use the word lazy. Let's go to a thesaurus. And again, we need, as Rhonda pointed out, assertive, uh, we need to be clear. What does lazy mean? Mm -hmm. does la I don't know what lazy means. Does lazy mean that they take three hours to do what could be done in an hour? If that's what lazy means, I'm counting on you getting this project done within the next hour. Again, if that's realistic, instead of don't be lazy. So again, clear and specific. What, it, what is it that's making them lazy? Mm -hmm. um, and then address something specific that they can improve upon because lazy is what linguistically we call a fuzzy concept. It may mean different mm -hmm. things to different people. Yeah, and great advice. Lazy is also can come across judgmental. Yes, no exactly. One, no one likes to be judged. And so being very specific. So if I've got my leadership coaching hat on, Jackie, what I'm saying is really go through what it is, as Paulette was saying. What, what is, is it? it that you are expecting? That's I right. want the projects. Project should be done by the agreed upon due date. If you are having trouble with that, please speak up and let us know. Right. Breaks are only 15 minutes, not exactly. 25 if, That's right. You know, and being really clear and specific about that. So I hope that was helpful, Jackie. If not, feel free to reach out. Um, we're both on LinkedIn. Absolutely. Uh, contact any of us at any time. We are yes. here to support and assist. So 
wow, we ran a little bit over, but thank you for that real life example, because that is fun, right? I, I love being able to sort of dissect what yes. we're dealing with in real life. Mm-hmm. I have a new belief statement and I'm just going to read it to all of y'all because I have not memorized it yet. So here we go. I believe that most leaders want to show up and do their very best every single day. In my experience, what might be preventing them from doing this is the support they need to gain the skill set, the confidence, and the ability to successfully navigate today's critical challenges. I would love the opportunity to partner with you to do some mentoring and coaching for you or your team so that you can get the outcome you deserve and they can feel amazing, well-balanced, and really good about the work they do. So if you're interested in the strategy call, please feel free to reach out and connect with me at any time. All right, folks, thank you all so much for being here. This has been a fun, uh, great conversation. And uh, let's see, Jackie said, thank you all. Sending you greetings from Las Vegas. Thank you so much, Jackie, for tuning in and participating. We really appreciate you. For all of my guests, everyone out there, thank you so much for tuning in for and for watching the Coffee with Rhonda show. For my panel, stay tuned for just a moment. For all of the rest of you, we will see you next week, same time, same station for the Coffee with Rhonda show.